Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up, to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. If you've ever purchased a car, when we start thinking about keys to developing a healthy mind, if you've ever purchased a car, and I've had the opportunity to not only purchase cars, I've been around people who are purchasing cars, and I watch them when it happens. <laughs> and if you've ever purchased a new car, uh, you've seen the uh, principle or this principle at work in action. Uh, before you bought the car, uh, you didn't really see anything like it on the road. You're riding down the road, you see nothing like it. You see no cars of the same model, of the same make and model. But right after, uh, once you secure your financing, once you make sure that you obtain an extended warranty, once you sign on the dotted line for that vehicle, <laughs> it seems like every fifth vehicle you see in passing on the road looks exactly like yours. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's just the way that it is. Because your mind manufactures. Your mind is like a manufacturing company. The way you think is like a manufacturing company. If you got bad thoughts, it's really because bad things are coming to your mind. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 12, they'll put it on the screen now, verse 35, a good man out of the good treasures of the heart brings forth good things and an evil man out of the evil treasures bringeth forth evil things. Now I want you to let that soak for a moment. I'm going to teach tonight. Scripture is clear here. If you're good, out of the good treasures of your heart, you will bring forth good things. But if you're evil, out of the evil treasures of your heart, you will bring forth evil things. So if we see evil coming out of you, it's because it's inside of your mind in abundance. Good men have good treasure. Evil men have evil treasure. Good women will have a good stock in their mind. Evil women won't think right. So we got to be careful now. And I want to just say that there's no name attached to that. There is no, there is no family name attached to that. This applies to all humanity. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart will produce or bring forth good treasures. And an evil person. This is a principle. Out of the evil treasures of their heart will bring forth evil things. In other words, what goes in will come out. Very simple. Whatever goes in you will manifest on the outside. Whatever you pack in will come out. Whatever you sow, you'll see the harvest of that same thing. Especially as it relates to the way we think. For as a man thinketh in his heart, the scripture says, so is he. 
in the computer world or the lingo in the computer world is G-I-G-O. Jai or jig go. Jai go. Jig, G, G I G O. What goes in goes out. What goes in goes out. Whatever comes in will come out of you. If you're suspicious and you let suspicion go in, suspicion will come out of you. If you always think people are after you, that's what will come out of you. If you are revengeful, if you pack it in you, it will come out of you. Proverbs 23 and 7, part A, we read, For as a man thinketh in his heart, for as a man thinketh in his heart, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so we see. This verse tells us what we think is really who we are. What we think is who we are. And a lot of times we can hide or conceal for a season what's going on in our minds. But you can't hide it forever. This is why we need to correct what we think and how we think. And I want to give you some keys to a healthy mind. Because as a man or woman thinks, so is he. What occupies your mind most? What occupies your mind most? And if it's not word, if it's not anything that's healthy, if it's not anything that's good or lovely or of a good report, evil things are going to come out of you. Right now I'm on this kick. I planted several plants in my front yard and I'm watering them in the morning and in the evening. And I've already noticed that some weeds are starting to grow up. So as a gardener, as a good gardener, I have to pluck those weeds out. And you'll find out no matter how much word you, you have or how close you are to God, I don't care what you do, some weeds will start growing up in your mind. And you have to be a good steward and start plucking them out. What are you feeding yourself? What are you watching? What's, what's on your computer screen? What are you doing when you're at a secret place? What occupies your mind? Who are you thinking about all of the time? If it's not God and God, uh, godly products or, or godly ways, believe me, weeds are growing up instead of uh, the fruit of the spirit and the word of God or the harvest that God wants you to get. You can look at me crazy if you want, but I'm here to tell you, if you don't pack good things in your mind, good things won't come out of your mind. As a man thinketh, so is he. Not as he saith, as he thinketh. And some of us haven't spent enough time with God to think different. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23 is another one. We are commanded, keep your heart with all diligence. Keep your heart with all diligence. Watch over your mind with all diligence. For out of it will flow the issues of life. Yet we expose our heart to anybody that affirms us, anybody that tells us we're fine. We expose our heart and then we want the church to clean it up. When you can clean it up yourself, we give our lives to everybody that passes by. And then all of a sudden, when things start going south, we don't know what to do. But what have you been doing over the last several months? What have we been doing over the last several years? If you give God your mind, glory to God, he'll give it back to you renewed. So Proverbs 4 and 23 is right there. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of your heart flows the issues of life. And then in Proverbs 23, I love this one in verse 19. 
Proverbs 23 and 19, hear thou my son and be wise and guide thine heart. Guide your heart in the way. Guide your own heart. Direct your heart in the right way. Direct it in the right way. And then you don't have to blame everybody else. Direct your heart in the right way. And if you direct it in the right way, it will go in the right way. Thank you, God. Your mind is like a manufacturing company. If you're producing Hershey bars and you pack your, your company with chocolate and with peanuts and with caramel, then you should expect to produce a Hershey bar or a uh, Snickers. I think I described the Snickers bar. But if you don't pack it with those ingredients that I named, Okay, then don't expect to produce Snickers bars. Okay, if you want to get Snickers bars, you need some chocolate, caramel, and peanuts. Period. So if somebody start packing in apples, don't expect to get Hershey bars or Snickers. And a lot of us want good things in life, but what we've been packing in our lives it's not what God intended for your mind to have. Amen. And if he saved you, then go with the investment and let him fix you, let him renew you. Now, when you know that your mind is a manufacturing company, you should treat it that way. Do you have insurance on your company? Do you clean up your company? Do you clean up your office? In your it's your company. Do you invest in it? It's your company. Ah, I know you only think about companies when it comes to making money, but you won't make any money if you don't take care of the company. You have to see your mind as the, the greatest company that you could ever own. And if you invest in it, it will produce a harvest of not only revenue, but you'll see influence, you'll see increase, you'll see profitability. You'll see people coming in and they're blessed. And you can even start a franchise. You can help others to manufacture the same product by doing what you do. Don't expect to have a franchise if you've never cleaned up your company. It's okay to dream about them. But what are we doing right now? For as a man thinketh, not as a man dreameth, <laughs> as a man thinketh daily, so we see. So let's meditate on these things. Philippians chapter 4 is very explicit. It teaches us how to change the mind. Meditate. I bring you back to Philippians 4 and verse 8. Finally, after all these things, after all of these years, finally. After all of these setbacks, finally. After all of these ins and outs in life, finally. After so many, after so many knocks and nicks in your life, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever things that are true, whatsoever things that are honest, whatsoever things that are pure, 
or just, whatsoever things that are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report. If there's any virtue in you, if there's any praise, <laughs> we're not talking about sadness and sorrow. God does not want you to manufacture your sorrow. God does not want you to manufacture your, your pain. God wants you to stay in the realm of honesty and in the realm of justice and in the realm of purity and in the realm of loveliness, in the realm of good report. And if there's any virtue in you, if there's any joy and any praise, keep your mind in this environment. Meditate on these things. If you're taking notes, write it down, this word affirmation. Affirmative thinking is like positive thinking, but affirmative thinking. Things that affirm, not that take away from you or drain you. It affirms. Affirmative thinking is a mental and emotional attitude. It's an, a, a mental and emotional attitude that focuses on optimistic thought. Optimistic, positive thought. Optimistic, not pessimistic, not suspicion. We all have these things in our natural mind, but God wants us to go to another dimension. He wants us to elevate in how we think. So af affirmative thinking is a mental and emotional attitude that focuses on optimism. It's going to be a brighter day, not on sadness. And I'm not even talking about dreams. I'm talking about thinking on positive thoughts. When you think on positive things, you can expect positive results. If your mind is not on positive things, and I'm talking about as you meditate, you can't expect positive results. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so will he produce. So if you're meditating on positive thoughts, you can expect positive results. Remember, G-I-G-O, what goes in goes out. Your mind is a manufacturing company. You pack it in, that what you pack, that what you pack in will come out. You can't expect something else if you're not packing it in. Notice, your language would never grow if you never learn a word. If you're limited in your vocabulary, you will be right there for the next 20 years. But a word a day will take you to another dimension. You learn a word a day, and 365 days, you have 365 new words that came in. Guess what's going to come out of your mouth? And if you can add 365 words in a year and do that for two years in a row, there's nothing that you can't read that you won't understand. You can read the newspaper. You can read Sports Illustrated. You can read any encyclopedia and you'll be able to comprehend what you read and you'll go to a whole nother level as it relates to your understanding and nobody can stop you from growing. What if you put that in the word of God and when you saw a word like propitiation, you didn't just read over it, but you studied it or a word like atonement or a word like lovely. A word like altogether worthy. 
altogether wonderful and you searched it out or if you say a child is born a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful what does that mean his name is wonderful if his name is wonderful and I associate with him guess what I'm going to produce I will produce wonders in my life Glory to God. If I don't see wonders, then I may not be serving the wonderful counselor and the mighty God and the everlasting glory to God, Father, and the Prince of Peace. So affirmation, affirmative thinking is a mental and an emotional attitude. Change your attitude right now. Your attitude will determine your altitude. But let's not talk about altitude right now. Let's just deal with the way you think. Affirmative. Do you see the glass half empty? Or do you see it half full? Be honest with yourself. I know many are going to say, I see it half full. But if you're on Facebook, if you see it half empty, be honest with yourself. If you're the one always pointing out flaws... You can always see the negative. You always think people are talking about you. You're always saying to yourself, I'm not good enough. You're actually saying, I don't deserve better. That affirmative thought is a mental emo and emotional attitude that focuses on optimism, not pessimism. On positive things not negative things. And it will begin to expect positive, optimistic results. Just that simple. And people with positive thinking, with affirmative thought, with that mentality, they begin to look at the brighter side of life. When they wake up in the morning, they thank God that the sun is shining. They don't say, well, I don't have who I want on my right, so my whole day is messed up. It doesn't matter who's on your right or on your left. If you think right, if you, th you will begin to attract right. Why would somebody connect with you when your thoughts are in the dungeon? You got to get to another level and you will attract on that level. Let me just prophesy to you. There's some people under the sound of my voice that's been expecting people who don't deserve you to get in alignment with you. And if you start thinking different, you'll begin to attract at another level. When I first started preaching, somebody tried to tell me, you don't need a sure mic. Just go down to Radio Shack and get one of those mics. I was like, what? No, I want the best mic because when I speak, I want to make sure you can hear me. And I don't need to sound like, I don't need that in my ministry. And when I say, Lord, I want you to hear Lord. And when I say, stop, I want you to hear stop. And when I say, go, I want you to hear go. When I say salvation, I don't want you to think I said anything else but salvation. And you don't need anything blocking your mind. And I begin to attract at the level in which I produce, glory to God. In other words, as I begin to look at things and say I want the best of this and the best of that, I start attracting people who can produce the best. Glory to God. And when I get something in my life that I know is not associated with my character or my thought, I refuse that harvest. I tell it. 
go back to the pits of hell because I did not sow you. Because I only received the harvest that I sowed. You start sowing good seed, you can kick some harvests and some demonic spirits and tell it to go back to the pit from where it came. You can't stay here any longer. I'm preaching to somebody. Maybe somebody will get motivated and start thinking the right thoughts. Well, Bishop, why are things happening to me? Because it's the way you think. You're attracting whatever you think about. And I know that's hard. And you're going to try to play. Well, what about this? And what about you deep now, right? What about this? And what about, what about it? What about it? We're not talking about anything new. We're talking about stuff that's been going on for decades. And if you want to see it change, you got to start thinking different. People with positive thinking mentally or that mentality, they look out and they, they look at a brighter side, look for a brighter side in life. They begin to anticipate happiness. When I wake up in the morning, thank God that the sun is shining. Start thinking about health and success. Actually, when I pray, that's what I'm praying for, more health and greater success in life. I begin to sense a deeper level of confidence. Are you confident? Are you confident right now? Really? That unshakable confidence in God will produce a boldness. And not an audacity, but a boldness, a confident boldness. Why would I follow you and you're not confident? The scripture says being confident of this very thing, an unshakable confidence that he who has begun a good work is able to complete that work. Why can I say that? Because I know his word. And if God wants me to be confident, I need to stand in confidence. When you're confident, you are confident and you believe that you can overcome any obstacle that comes your way. You can come over any setback. Begin to accept the power of affirmative thought. Get that term, say affirmative thought. Affirmation, affirmative thought. Affirmative words will produce affirmative thoughts. You need to be around people who can rebuke you, yes. You need at least somebody in your life like myself who can say you're wrong when you're wrong. But you need to be around people who can affirm you. I didn't say affirm you're wrong, but it should affirm your character, affirm the goodness that's in you. Not people that's tearing you down, people that's building you up. Thank you, Lord. As we see in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8, some things uh, we are to think on, and that is, think on this. Get up on this. Get up on this in your mind to have the mind occupied on some subject. Your mind needs to not be out there somewhere drifting. Your mind needs to be occupied on something. Remember the term, an idle mind is the devil's what? Workshop. It's his playground, right? Well, I've added a twist to that. The idle mind is not only the devil's workshop. The idle mind is not only the devil's playground. The idle mind is not only your pastime. The idle mind tempts demonic spirits. 
The idle mind tempts the devil when he was going in a whole different direction. He looks at your empty mind, that idle mind, and says, I think I'll camp out here for a while. And if you had your mind occupied on things that were pure, honest, and of a good report, the devil would keep going because he can't pack no demon in your mind. Legion can't get up in you. Legion... A 10,000 thoughts can't stay. It has to go to another host. And when Jesus stepped into a certain region, the scripture says when his foot hit the soil, the demonic began to scream out. As he screamed out, he took rocks and cut himself and he began to cry. The cutting of himself with the rocks the breaking of the chains were the demonic spirits. But the cry was his humanity. Will somebody please save me? And I hear somebody under the sound of my voice. Every time you get out of trouble, you still take a rock and cut yourself. Mutilate yourself. Slice yourself. That's the demonic spirit. But your cry is your humanity saying, God, please get me out of this. And I want you to know God hears your cries. And when Jesus stepped up there, when Jesus stepped up there, the demoniac fell at his feet and began to worship. When Jesus began to cast out the demon. He said, what is your name? He said, my name is Legion, for we are many. Do a research on the word Legion. And you'll see that there are many demons that were packed out in this man. This is what the demoniac said. Please, have you come to torment us before our time? Jesus said, hold your peace. And that's what that devil is saying to you. And he's saying to the authority that's in me. And that's why there's a clash in the spirit right now. Because he's saying to me, have you come to torment me or to expose me before my time? And I'm saying yes. H-E-L-L, -L, yes. Because I'm sending you back to H-E-L-L. Every demon spirit is going to hell. Every demonic foe is going to hell. Every evil thought is going to hell. And God is going to set you free tonight if you want to be free. Woo, Jesus. When Jesus cast out the spirit, they said, oh, no, don't take us out of this host and let us go into the atmosphere. But let us go into the swine. Give us a place to abide. Jesus said, okay, you can't live in him, but go to the pigs. And when the pigs got a taste of these unclean spirits, they jumped over a cliff and the herd drowned themselves. And there's some animals that can't take what's inside of you. That's why you got to get it out of you. 
you're beginning to pet it right now. These evil thoughts, these debilitating thoughts, and you become comfortable with it. But I'm not going to allow that to happen. I came to torment you now, demonic spirits, evil thoughts. I torment you in the name of Jesus. I cast you down in the name of Jesus. You can't have this host any longer. Glory, hallelujah. Glory to God. And I want you to see this. These devils, these thoughts don't like to be in the atmosphere. They like to be inside of people. Remember, as a man thinketh in his heart. So if the man is thinking demonic thoughts, that means demonic spirits are strongholds in their mind. That's why you don't want any demon in you. Can the church say amen? Ooh, Jesus. Well, Bishop, what's wrong with you? I'm coming against the devil. I'm coming against the devil that's been living with you way too long. Thank you, God. Can't occupy the same dwelling. Start putting good things, positive things, word in your mind. Good things will come out of you. So what type of things should we be meditating on, amused with, or reflecting on? What should we be recollecting? What should occupy our minds. Well, the scripture is clear. What kind of, uh, of t uh, what kind or type of things should we be thinking about? The scripture is clear in uh, uh, Philippians 4 and verse 8. Whatever things, whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are true is right there. Not so whatever things are suspicious. Whatever things are suspicious. Whatever things seem to be deep. Whatever things are intellectual, he said, whatever things are true. Let's take that thread all the way back to the scriptures. Where does truth come from? Very simple. I could take the word true and go all the way back, all the way back to John chapter 14. Let not your mind be troubled. If you believe in God, Jesus said, also believe in me. For in my father's house are many rooms. Verse 6. I am the way. I am that which is true. And I am the life. No man can come unto the father but by me. If you're full of evil thoughts, you got to think on what's true. Do you know anything about Jesus? Jesus said, I'm the true pilot. I said, what is truth? Because people think there is no absolute truth. I'm showing you that truth is a person. So think on the things that are true. Jesus is the truth. The Bible is the truth. Think on the Bible or the word of God. Think on scriptures. The word made flesh. Think on the logos and the word. Made flesh. Think on the things that you read from the word of God. And this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Joshua chapter 1. You shall meditate on it day and night. And you will make your way prosperous. And you will have good success. Thank you God. Think on the word, the scriptures. If you don't come to church, start going to church. But woe to you who come to church and still won't change the way you think. 
That's like going to a doctor because you got back pain and they give you the curative. Not only do they give you medicine for the pain, but they say you need to stretch out your quad. Not your hamstring, your quad. And if you stretch out your quad, because your quad is tight, it's pulling on your back. So stretch out your quad, not your hamstring, your quad, and you will relieve the tension on your back. And if they told you that, and you still go around stretching your hamstring when your back is hurt and won't use the information that the doctor or the chiropractor told you about, then shame on you. How can you hear the voice of truth day after day, month after month, year after year, decade after decade, and still won't straighten your back? Woo, Jesus. All you got to do is just straighten up. All you got to do is start thinking different. All you got to do is get your head out. If you get your head out, everything about you will come out. So why am I trying to get your hands out and your body parts out, but your head is still locked in? Oh, Jesus, man, I'm preaching. They get mad at me, y'all. But I don't care. I don't need no music either right now. I'm preaching the gospel. And you need to hear what the spirit is saying to you so you can escape pessimism. And step into the realm of positive thinking, affirmative thought, so you can grow. Think on those things that are pure, those things that are true. Psalm 33 and 4. Psalm 33 and 4. For the word of the Lord is right. And all his works are done in truth. Where, the word, where is the word of the Lord in your life? Not the word of man. If you want truth, you must go back to scripture. And the works that come out of the word are done in truth. It will affirm that which is truth. So create the cycle of truth in your life by getting back to the word of God. Who Jesus. That's a good word for somebody. You need to memorize that one. So meditate on truth. The second thing you need to meditate on or think on these things, whatever things are honest, Scripture said. Whatever things are honest. Whatever things are honest. And we all heard the cliche that honesty is the best policy. I remember years ago, uh, the wife cooked a cake, baked a cake. You don't cook cakes, you bake one. And she put some chocolate icing on this cake. It looked beautiful. And I came in and looked at it, and it looked like a little finger had stuck its finger on the icing and scooped some out. I said, it looked like a little finger had scooped some out of this beautiful cake. And so the wife said, who did it? Did you do it? I said, why would I, if I wanted a piece of cake, I'd cut a piece. What are you talking about? What did I do? Omar was right there. She said, Omar, did you do it? He said, no, I didn't do it. But it looked like a little finger. Somebody did it. The Ghostbusters, somebody did it. 
he swore that it wasn't him. So I pulled him aside. I said, son, listen to me. Honesty is the best policy. Did you take some of this icing? He looked up at me and waited for a minute. He said, yes, sir. I said, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and I smacked it. Pow! Stretched it out the second time. He stretched it out, and I, pow, smacked it again. I said, stretch it out the third time, because you lied to me thrice. And he snatched his hand back. And I said, I'm going to show grace now. I didn't smite you, because you took some of the icing. I smote your hand because you told a lie. You were not honest. You understand me? He said, yes, sir. And I picked him up and sat him on my lap. And I held him there for the next hour. I want you to tell me the truth, even if it gets you in trouble. Because honesty is the best policy. If you ever want to get rid of positive uh, negative thought, you must start with honesty. As soon as you start being honest, the negative thoughts in your mind will never clean. They have to come in, they will never find rest. They come in, but there's no room. They come to the vestibule, but they don't feel comfortable. Honesty makes negative thoughts uncomfortable in your house, in the house of your mind. So start thinking positively and be honest. The devil is the father of lies. He's called the father of lies. Beelzebub, the lord of flies and the father of lies. And dishonesty is like lying. Six things the Lord hates. Yea, seven is an abomination. Number one, a proud look. Number two, a lying tongue. God wants you to square your shoulders even if you get, uh, get in trouble and say, I did it and I'm coming clean. That's when God begins to bless his people. Hallelujah. Chastisement is only for a moment. But the benefactor, the benefit of you telling the truth pays greater dividends than any setback or punishment you can receive. Think on honest things. Think on honest things. And if you start being honest, you will think on honest things. The music out there is not honest. It creates a habitation for demonic, negative, lustful thoughts. You can't listen to that kind of music and think you're going to be okay. Godly music is honest because godly music comes from the word of God. Think on honest things. Blessed assurance. The song says, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchased of God. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song. Plays praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. 
This is my song. Giving God praise all the day long. You start camping out with positive, good, godly, gospel music and those thoughts and that dishonesty has to go. Think on things that are honest. And a mantra will help you stay there. Some music can help you to think on things that are honest. Number three, meditate on this. Whatever things are just, write it down. Whatever things promote justice or fairness or squareness. Thank you, Lord. I want you to think about a person who commits a crime and instead of them paying their due, they hold, happen to be holding someone else's driver's license and they give the cop the other person's driver's license and then that person has to do the time for the crime you did. That's not justice. Or when someone has a knee on their neck because they have a fake $20 bill. That's not justice. Or to storm a Gucci store in the name of Black Lives Matter and take Stuff that's not yours in the name of reparations. We all know that's not justice. I don't care what you say, education. You're just delegitimizing your BLM organization when you steal from others and say it's okay. And anybody that says it's okay are not supporting black lives. Only right conduct. Promote Black Lives Matter. Right conduct. Do not go along with evil, even if it's your color. Don't stand up there and march when it's someone else's color that's coming against you. If it's black on black crime, we need to speak against it. If it's, if it, if it's stealing, we need to speak against it. If it's burning down buildings, we need to speak against it. And I'll preach myself happy. Preach, Clark. Tell the truth anyway. Meditate on the things that are just. And you need to decide what's just. And you can just look at it. Stevie Wonder can see what's just. Ray Charles can see what's just. Number four, whatever things are pure, we need to meditate on it. Think on pure things, pure thoughts. Too much television. Too much violence. Too much CNN and MSNBC news and headline news and Fox News Sunday. Negative thoughts. People who are all about politics, which is the art of persuasion. Don't look for truth in politics. Too much of that will start making you hate stuff. And you will not be pure if you flood yourself with all of that garbage and you don't take the garbage out. The garbage is picked up in my neighborhood twice a week. Why? Well, let's go in reverse. Let's say the garbage man doesn't come in a week. And the garbage piles up. What about two weeks? 
and the garbage still piles up. What about three weeks? Let's not even imagine what's in the garbage. I said, if they don't carry it away, what about in a month? What do you think will begin to happen to that pile of garbage? What will it attract? Will it attract flies or lies? Absolutely. What about a scent, an offensive scent? Absolutely. What about viruses and diseases? Absolutely. Absolutely. What about wild beasts? Absolutely. What about serpents? What about rodents? What about disease and disease? Just one month of not cleaning out the garbage can actually shift the neighborhood. And your mind is like a community. Not only is it a company, it's like a community. And if you don't carry the garbage out on a regular basis and compile it in the spirit, all of the things that I mentioned will start happening on the inside of you. What about 10 years of it? No wonder we can't get you right. No wonder no matter how much you hug, you still feel unloved. Only God can fix this along with your will being submitted to his. I know it's hard, but I love you. Because I love you that much. If you tell me the preach, I'm going to tell you I will. Because I love you that much. If you tell me to tell them what I need to tell them, I will. Because I love you that much. I love you that much, God. I'll tell them the hard things. I'll tell them what they need to hear so they can get it. Number five, we need to meditate on things that are lovely. Loveliness. I didn't say romance. Lovely. Write it down. Spiritual beauty. Spiritual attraction. And that attraction is again to a person altogether lovely. Read the songs of Solomon and you'll see what I'm saying. He's altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful. Spiritual beauty. He beautifies the meek with loveliness, with salvation. Whatsoever things are lovely, Jesus is loving. He is lovely. He left his beauty home for you. Let me say it again. He left his beauty. When he came to earth, the scripture says in the book of Isaiah that he didn't look like a king. He was a normal looking God, looked like a regular kind of person. If you passed him, you wouldn't necessarily say that must be God. Just a regular kind of guy kind of guy that never would get picked for the basketball team you would never ask him out you would never want to go out with him because he didn't appear that way that's the way he came born in a manger born around animals as he was concerned about the he left his loveliness you find that in the book of Philippians chapter 2 Glory, hallelujah. Let this mind be in you, verse 5, I believe. 
Hopefully they'll go to it because I want you to see it. It's not in our notes. But Philippians chapter 2, I want to look at verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, verse 6, who being in the form of God, lovely, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Verse 7, but made himself of no reputation. In other words, he took the loveliness off. He left it home for you and took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Verse 8. And being found in fashion of a man, as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death on the cross. Verse 9. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. And that's the name of Jesus. My point to you is he's lovely. But he took it off and left it home to look like us. And you, if you want to cure your thoughts, need to think about that fact. That my God identified with me so I can feel that he loved me that much. Number six, meditate on good reporting. Think on good report. If there's any praise, think on these things. Whatever things of a good report. It's right there in Philippians chapter four, verse eight. We have too much negativity in church. In our world today, even in the church world. Way too much. I start prophesying about how hurt you are. Everybody want to come to church. We already know you're hurt. I'm talking about the cure for your hurt. It's the way you think. And you can move to a different city, go to a different zone. You will attract the same negativity if you don't think different. Think on good reports. On good reports. The news is not going to give you the news. The reason why it's a multi-billion dollar industry around the world, multi-trillion dollar industry around the world is because it reports negative things. Your body is prone to get heightened. You begin to look at the camera, look at the TV when it's something negative. You get all of the likes on Facebook when it's negative. Go over to God. Bishop got caught knocking somebody out that said the wrong thing to him in Lowe's. Everybody want to see that. Bishop's preaching that truth revealed during the pandemic. I don't get lost. Through the whole pandemic. I don't need to hear about that. That's good news. Get out of here. Let me get caught up in a scandal. Everybody want to hear. Think on the things that are good. And God will bless you. And sometimes you got to search for that which is good. Sister Brown, you good. Sister Brown again, 
you good. Sister Small, you good. Sister Roberts, you good. Sister Bailey, you good. So I think on good things. Jesus, you all right with me. Think on him. Think on these things. Meditate on these things and make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Number one, think on that which is pure. Number two, whatever is honest. Number three, whatever is just. Number four, whatever is pure. Number five, whatever is lovely. Number six, whatever things of a good report. Meditate by thinking on these things. Well, as a man thinketh on the things that are pure, so is he. As a man thinketh on the things that are true, so will he become true. And if a man thinketh on the things that are honest, so will he become honest. If a man thinks on the thing that is lovely, so will that woman become lovely. If a person thinks on that which is of a good report, guess what? You will begin to produce good reports. And God wants a multitude of people to start producing truth. And he wants a multitude of people to start producing honesty. And he wants a multitude of people to start producing the justice in our community. And he wants a whole group, a whole multitude of people to start producing purity. And he wants a multitude of people to produce that which is lovely. And he wants a lot of children to produce good reports. And if there's anything a virtue, anything lovely, anything of a good report. Think on these things. Proverbs 23 and 19, hear thou my son and be wise. Proverbs 23 and 19, hear thou my son and be wise and guide thine heart in the way. You can guide your heart in the way it should go. You don't have to go after your heart. Journey put out a song years ago, a secular rock group, Foolish Hearts. Foolish Hearts. Foolish Hearts. Heed my warning. You've been wrong before and you will be wrong again. I can't listen to the heart because it will take me back to the thing that I'm trying to be delivered from. I got to listen to God. Got to think on those things that are true. Those things that are honest. Those things that are just. Those things that are pure. Those things that are lovely. Those things of a good report. Guess what will start showing up at my door? A good report. Loveliness will come to my house. Purity will show up. A person like me. A person that reflects me. Justice will show up. If I start thinking that way, I will begin to attract the justice. Honesty. Whoa, someone that's honest? Let me tell you the truth. I made a mistake and I'm sorry. You don't have to catch me. I'm bringing it to your attention. Woo, Jesus. And whatever things are true. I bring you Jesus. Hallelujah. Meditate on those things. How the man thinks in his heart, so is he. Father, I give you praise for this moment. I thank you for this hour of instruction. 
I give you praise for your people. I perceive that there are many under the sound of my voice that battle, Lord God, with significance. Battle with a healthy mind and the structure to build it, to maintain it. But out of Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8, Father, we've received the instruction. That there's some things we need to meditate on. Think on these things. And I pray that as I instructed your people, that there's a motivation in us to start shifting our thoughts so we can attract purity, attract truth, attract honesty, attract purity, attract a good report. And Father, I give you praise that you're working on our minds in conjunction with our own efforts to think on these things. And oh son, be wise and guide your heart the truth. Thank you, Lord God. Guide your heart in the way. And Father, I thank you for touching that person right now that has a problem in their right leg in the name of Jesus. Well, the vein is constricted. There's some problems in the joint. I thank you for healing that in the name of the Lord. I want you to tug Holy Spirit on their leg. Tug it. Let them feel a pinch as you begin to minister to them beneath the skin and the sinew and the muscle and the bone. Thank you for healing them in the name of the Lord. Father, I give you praise. I come against the spirit of cancer in the lungs and in the spine of your daughter. And I'm asking you to heal. In the name of Jesus. Let us think, Father, on good things, on your word. For you can send your word to heal. And I give you praise, Father, for doing that like only you can. Father, though there are people under the sound of my voice that need healing in their mind. Do it like only you can. And we will give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. It has been a real joy to share the word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation One. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.